Welcome to the Sports Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Luhr, and I'm excited to have my good buddy and friend, Phil Lyons, back on air with me here today. Hopefully, everyone had a chance to listen to our first podcast a few weeks ago, where we went into very detailed uh, things of Phil's uh, illustrious career. But today, we have a hot topic conversation. Uh, we will be covering two um, very uh, you know, recent or, or, or current uh, things. One is the black, the blackout, um, or the football blackout side of things, and then we will go into the Amazon Prime deal. So, let's talk about what is the the blackout period in the English Premier League. And there's, I know there's a few leagues around the world which have it as well, but I think the UK, being the biggest market in the world or the biggest football league in the world, uh, it is more prominent and uh, and it's so unique. So, uh, Phil, maybe you give a little background on on uh, what it's all about. Um, um, you know, how the rules started and, and really what was the logic behind it? Hi, Marcus. Yeah, happy to do that. Um, the uh, the blackout actually is something called UEFA Article 48. Um, it's a voluntary regulation that any national football association can apply to invoke. And when I say invoke, what that means is that they can tell UEFA that they would like to invoke under Article 48 a two-hour blackout uh, at any time, any two hours during the weekend, only one, right. in which no one is allowed to televise live football. Uh, as you might be able to guess, this, this dates back to the fear that if you put matches on television live, then people won't go to the stadia to watch them. Yep. Uh, and as you know, in England... In particular, well, the UK, same in Scotland, there are a lot of matches. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of uh, a lot of different levels of football. I think we have five, maybe even six levels of professional football. So there's a lot of matches to go to see. So there's a political element to this as well, because mm -hmm. obviously, you know, members of parliament for small towns in uh, in areas where they only have a football league club still want to try to attract a few thousand people to see that match and they think maybe we won't if if they can stay at home and watch a Premier League match. So that's that's the origins. You're absolutely right. It um, it doesn't exist in any of the other major uh, leagues. Certainly the big five in Europe, the uh, Premier League is the only one that has this. Right. Um, I think there are a couple of a couple of, of smaller leagues in Eastern Europe who, who still have it, but but that's it. Yeah. So, uh, it, yeah, and, that, and, and what I'd like to sort of have a conversation about really is in today's world where, you know, everything is somewhat online, being streamed, um, whether it is locally or whether it comes out from, from the rest of the world because the Premier League obviously is covered globally uh, in these three o'clock matches, and in the UK it is around the three o'clock matches we're talking about here, uh, they are covered all over the world. Um, so for someone to, in the UK, to get that illegal stream or get a stream in, in a sense, um, and still watch these matches shouldn't be really too hard to do. Uh, anyone who is a little technically uh, intelligent there. So, I I just think it's so outdated and uh, and clearly something which there should be a big question mark. Uh, a the revenue potential revenue loss um, for the for the big league, of course, which you know a lot of money does filter into you know smaller leagues in some fa fashion as well. Uh, you know, wh what's your what's your view on that? Yeah, of course. When I was uh, selling international rights for the Premier League, I was the only person who could sell uh, all 10 matches across a weekend live yeah. and um so i was all and i i was always passionately for that 
and uh, uh, and I do feel um, I, I didn't agree with the policy of the blackout at the time in the UK, and and you're right. Now it seems incredibly out of touch. Um, when the Premier League first started showing matches uh, in the UK, the the number of matches was was quite small, and gradually each time it has sold the rights in has sold more live matches so you know you're over 200 live matches now what that means of course for fans is that every time a match is is uh, sold as, as live rights it has to be moved out of that saturday three o'clock window mm -hmm. just to be clear when the fixtures are created all of the matches are scheduled to be saturday 1500 three o'clock and then they're moved out and so i think one of the points is that for fans it's it's very very uh, hard and inconvenient because um, they don't know you know the matches are not all moved out at the start of the season they're moved out during the season as the broadcasters make their selections so you know you can make your plans to travel to the UK if you're coming from abroad or in the UK you can make your travel plans hotel plans and suddenly the match can be can be moved and and what's more to the point or additionally to that point you're moving it to a time when travel can be quite difficult. You know, if you've suddenly got to go and try, if you're on a, going to an away match, let's say you're a Newcastle fan and you've got to travel down to London uh, on a Sunday late afternoon or even a Monday evening for a match, that's, that's tough. Mm. So I do yeah. think it's outdated. And, and what do you hear? I mean, you're obviously still very close to the, to the industry and the powers to be. I mean, do you see there is... Uh, changes coming, or do you think, uh, as you earlier said, the, the political side of it, or, or the pressure from the smaller leagues, is still so strong that they will be able to keep it? I think there's been, uh, uh, you know, over the last uh, 15 years, let's say, that they, as I say, they've they've released more matches for live broadcast every time they they've sold the rights, and um, each time it gets closer to them saying, okay, well, actually. Why don't we let all the matches be sold live? And then, of course, broadcasters would be able to sell season tickets so you could see every match of your club, et cetera, et cetera. And the technology is there, as you, you rightly point out, in the digital era. It makes a lot of sense for, for broadcasters and media groups to be able to do that. Okay. Um, what's held it back are two things. Number one, the politics that I've mentioned. And number two, a, a fear which I, I don't believe is is founded um, by club chief executives and chairmen that attendances will be hit, even in the Premier League. And there's no evidence to suggest that would be the case. Um, there's been quite a lot of research done. I've done research in the past as to the effect of uh, on, on gate revenue of fresh time matches live on TV. If anything, it seems to make it more of an event. There's no evidence to suggest that... Uh, that matches would be uh, hit by people not not viewing them. One other theory the Premier League had for a while, I don't know if they still had this, is that somehow you enhance the value of the matches you show by not making every match available live. It's called the diamonds in the ground theory, on the basis that you make diamonds more valuable by not mining Taking too many of them. But I, I, I've never really believed in this because ultimately, let's say, you know, if you're a West Ham fan and you want to watch West Ham versus Sheffield United, uh, it doesn't make 
Arsenal versus Leicester more attractive to you because you're still not getting what you want. Yeah. So I think you're right. I think the technology uh, is is there, and the, the the time has come for the Premier League to do what all the other major leagues have done and uh, and make every match available live. I totally agree. I, I hope someone is listening here uh, from the powers to be there <laughs> in our conversation because <laughs> I do. I, I don't see the logic. I mean, I, I'm amazed to even see that international leagues obviously will follow the same rule, right? So I, it's not just the local matches, right? I, I read that uh, even the matches from the uh, from the Spanish league, which come at five, they're delayed by 15 minutes. So you're missing the first 15 minutes of match. I mean, that's just insane in today's world. Uh, yeah. that you would do that, right? So, uh, I mean, but uh, I think I'd love to move on into the, the second part, and that is, you know, we've just had two days, uh, over the last two days here, uh, the Amazon Prime uh, live coverage for the first time ever on a uh, on a streaming platform, 10 matches, and because it was a midday or midweek uh, matches, um, so we didn't have the, the, the three o'clock issue we were just talking about for the Saturday here, so that's quite unique as well. Um, but I'd love to again hear from you. I've read a bit about it. I obviously wasn't in the UK to see it myself, how it looked, but uh, I was reading about it, so I'll add my thoughts to it. But you were there, and I'm sure you, you watched a bit over the last two, couple of days. And what's your thought on it? Uh, what did Amazon Prime do well, and maybe what they didn't do so well? Well, I mean, I think that the, the first thing you can say is that um, the matches didn't crash. The streams didn't crash. That's a good start uh, always, yeah. That's a very good start. And I think there was some nervousness i know that at amazon there was some nervousness in terms of suddenly the kind of volumes you're talking about and whether there would be a crash or or, or bad lagging in in certain areas yeah. where there was high demand for matches they had the challenge um, when they did the u.s open uh last year that was probably yeah. more of a u.s coverage but uh, they did a lot of bad publicity there at that time so uh, this isn't unfound uh, that concern yeah so the the good news for them is that there hasn't been a tremendous uh uh, uh, amount of bad publicity. Nothing disastrous happened. Mm. I think uh, uh, they have been a little bit criticized for uh, being a bit kind of same old, same old, a bit bland maybe. But the truth of the matter is I think they were quite sensible not to try and be too revolutionary because uh, it's revolutionary enough that the fact that uh, they're showing all 10 matches from a midweek fixture round and it's being streamed. So it's digital technology. It's on Amazon. That's never happened before. There's a lot of firsts there. I think uh, don't rock the boat. Don't try and reinvent the wheel by uh, trying to revolutionize the coverage too much. They they used a, a traditional uh, British production company that has done lots and lots of other uh, football matches before. They used the same yeah. pundits who, who worked on other channels. So I, I think the, the reaction has been pretty reasonable i think they'll be quite happy what i don't know of course i have no no way of knowing at this stage is how many additional people became amazon prime subscribers um as a result of this uh, yeah. which will be something they'll be monitoring carefully but it is exciting to have a new player um i think amazon is a interesting very interesting business model um that can work for major sport And uh, I, I have absolutely no doubt that Amazon will be looking at uh, more 
uh, top sport rights as they as they become available. Yeah, I agree, and and I want to get into that uh, a bit later. But just uh, sort of again, I, a bit of my desktop research, I was able to. There there seem to be a good, again certain pundits uh, criticizing um, some of the technology which being used. Uh, they they used some machine learning. Um, to create, uh, you know, clips and highlights, and of course there was, uh, I think, some data play by Opta as well. Um, so quite interesting. Again, on paper, it all sounds like uh, some really unique uh, and, and interesting features. Uh, how they then really worked, and how they, or, or how it happened, or whether people are used to uh, it, and how they want, to, how they can use it. I think that's as usual. Where um, it would have been interesting to see. Unfortunately, obviously, I wasn't able to to check it out myself. But that seemed to be sort of the uh, the complaint that certain things weren't really working, or it was just. A machine telling you what you know any pundit would ever tell you anyway. <laughs> so, and, and, but they made it sound like, oh my God, it's you know what a revolution um, that Manchester is probably going to beat uh, you know Burnley or something, <laughs> something on those yeah, lines, right? I, I, I think there was some. There were a couple of hiccups. I I, I um, heard of somebody who had uh, because because it's being streamed and they were watching the match as live rather than live, right. but uh, they then received a. Uh, uh, a clip of a goal actually uh, before they could see the goal. So, right. you know, like three minutes before the goal actually happened, they got a, an in-game clip of the goal. So, okay. you know, there, there were a few things like that. But uh, and, and you expect this to some degree. You know, that, that, that's yeah. I think that's almost expected. Technology doesn't always work right away, as we all know. Uh, I think that uh, if you were to ask Amazon, they'd have, they'd, they'd have bought beforehand the, the reception they've had. You know, they probably expected they were going to get a few glitches, uh, but they'd accept that for, for not having any absolute crashes and disasters. So I think overall it's been well received. Right. And, of course, there were an awful lot of people out there who were already Amazon Prime subscribers for either for watching Amazon Prime video channels or just because it gives them free shipping on their uh, Amazon purchases, Correct. who for this was a fantastic bonus. They were suddenly, you know, if they're not Sky subscribers or BT subscribers, suddenly they can watch a Premier League match live or, or 10 of them actually. Yeah, and, and that's interesting. I want to dig a bit into that, in, into the business model. And we all know Amazon is, has a very different business model. They make their money, you know, through e-commerce. Um, and driving a large audience, which I'm sure it was, I, I have not seen any deep data either yet. I'm sure we'll see some of it in the next few days, um, how many people logged on, how many minutes and all that fun stuff. Um, but if you think of it, and, and we both come from the more traditional world of broadcasting, just because I'm having two days or in this case four match days of, of content, which is exciting and drive a bunch of people there, it ha since I have nothing else after, why would I, in a sense, subscribe? Unless there is other content, of course, mm. you know, uh, and that's why. So if it's just a hook to get a bunch of people in to have a first look and what is Amazon Prime, Okay, I might get that too, but we all know a football fan doesn't just want to watch you know a few matches you know uh, throughout the year. They want to be there every weekend. So that's the part where I'm still struggling a bit. You know, what's the logic there? Was, mm -hmm. it, was it really just a test? You know, just kind of see if this working, and if it does, maybe we come in for more. Or, or what? What else do you think is behind it? Well, I think there are a couple couple of things. Actually, three. Number one, uh, just to take you back, you you remember when these Premier League rights were sold. Um, these two packages, the uh, the midweek packages, uh, were not sold, and, and actually okay. Premier League had a problem with those packages. Right. So I think at that stage, Amazon came in and uh, realized that this this could be quite a cost-effective way of, of, of dipping their toe in the water of seeing seeing how it fared. Right, right. Um, 
So I think that 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 was a, a big reason for them to get involved. I mean, they have got other sport, as you know, they've got a, a, a lot of tennis on their channel, right. and I think they will they will look at uh, uh, more sport. I, I I think also the fact that they are uh, they're American owned. You know what it's like. Uh, the Americans they like to get involved with things that they've heard of. They heard of the Premier League for sure. Yeah. So you know it's it's probably easier to convince them to take a a, a, a risk or an experiment with that than some other events. Yeah. I think the truth of the matter is, the, in terms of the business proposition, I what they're saying, what their proposition to the potential customer is not just. Look at this fabulous sport. Be a subscriber. That's the pay TV model. They're saying, look at all these reasons there are to become an Amazon Prime subscriber. You get uh, special offers. You get free shipping, etc. And of course, now you get TV. You got you got movies, and you got some some good sport too. So if you add it all up, it makes sense. And and let's not forget, it's it's a fraction of the cost of subscribing to uh, to Sky. Yeah. No, no, I, and I agree. It's almost a bit uh, how, uh, you know, the reason why casinos hold big boxing events, right? Because it's not about how many people just come to the boxing event, but it's about how many people then walk into the casino afterwards. And I think that's sort of what they're Correct. doing here, right? Bring them in and uh, let them play. And, and, and there is obviously revenue streams which a traditional broadcaster or even OTT platform operator could never be able to achieve. So I think that is the exciting part. I think we're all looking forward to seeing and learning uh, you know what Amazon will share with the world, um, how they did it, and uh, from what I read, at least it was sort of about a million pounds a match on um, their price. So I think twenty to thirty million was the fee for these twenty matches. So um, it's still a substantial amount of money, but obviously you know, a lot smaller, smaller than what the what what Sky pays for it. Um, but uh, it's interesting. I've heard that uh, I've heard that they 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 expect people. They're 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 finding so far. Their research tells them that. Um, once people become Amazon Prime members, that their increase, their average increase on expenditure using the Amazon platform to buy anything, goes up by 25%. Mm. So that is a that's a, that that's a big hook, you know. If you can if you can build that into your equation, then uh, you can really start to rival people for. Uh, for sports rights. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they all have completely different calculation for ARPU than anyone else has. So, uh, for yes. sure, be uh, that. And I think that's the part. On top of it, they own AWS. So, the streaming portion of it, in reality, um, is yep. literally what shouldn't, shouldn't cost them anything. Um, and that's, again, a complete different to anyone else who the streaming part is a very expensive part of it. I think so. I, I think ultimately, uh, if you talk to Amazon these days, um, and ask them, you know, what are you? They'll say, well, we're the nearest thing there is to free to air that isn't free to air. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that's, I know that's probably true. That's absolutely true. We're free to air with with the uh, what they used to be called um, the shopping channel attached, <laughs> right? Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so cool. I think I think it's it's an exciting uh, innovation. I uh, I certainly. In my work, I will I talk to Amazon about every set of rights that comes up, and uh, so far I haven't sold anything to them. But I, I I would be surprised if I don't. By the way, I was I was thinking while we were talking, although it was a complete midweek fixture round, it was actually played over three three evenings. The next challenge for Amazon 
I think comes uh, on Boxing Day. I think then they have, I think they have all the matches on which are on Boxing Day. I think mm-hmm. then probably at least eight of them are being played that day. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, so another another round. And uh, and we didn't sort of touch on that. I guess they're picking these dates are around unique retail days as well. Uh, I think that was another article where which oh, I remember absolutely. reading about it. Um, so again, it, it's obviously smart how they picked them. Uh, now, that was a question actually, which I, I didn't know the answer on. Did uh, Did they pick them that way, or the Premier League had already allocated them in that sense? So when you bought these 20 matches, yeah. you could choose which yeah. you wanted, or how did it work? No, the Premier League had allocated them. They were always scheduled this week because uh, it's a week where there's no uh, there's no Champions League or uh, uh, or yeah. League Cup matches. So the, so it would have been pretty hard to move them to anywhere else. I think right. it's the other way around, though. That when Amazon looked at them, they went. Hey, that's pretty good. You know, that's the run up to Christmas. People right. are starting to think about shopping. Correct, so correct. I think it kind of was an added incentive for them to get involved. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I, you know, I think I I know that Amazon would be very, very excited if it if it thought that it could suddenly start uh, offering um, season tickets to uh, you know to all matches for a supporter. You know, that's yeah. the way it has to go, isn't it? It's just crazy. Uh, you would it's think not... so. I mean, it, again, you know, if if, if you know if these uh, you know I guess trials go well, and and they see the data of how they're upselling it into those into additional spaces and everything which comes with it, the money they theoretically should be able to throw at it, uh, and and they have plenty of cash anyway. Um, you would think yeah. they can they can blow sky out of the water actually, if they really yeah. wanted to. And the other thing is, is that that uh, the, the one thing you can't do is you can't take from, you couldn't look at the attendances, the gate at these matches, and really reach any conclusion about making them live and whether that's affected the gate. Because my answer would be, if the gates were down a little bit, well, they were down because it's always harder for people to go to matches midweek in the evening. Put those matches on Saturday at three o'clock, yep. and you'll sell them out. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think uh, it's an exciting time, and I can't wait for them to be bigger here in Asia. They're still, you know, uh, not doing as much out here, but uh, they do starting to uh, encroach in, uh, in in our territory as well, which is awesome. So, Phil, that was really the idea—short and quick and fast uh, debate discussion here about two really interesting topics, uh, which are relevant and uh, and for everyone uh, who's listening. Hopefully they learned something again. So thank you for on this, doing this here on a Friday afternoon. Hope all well there in London uh, and uh, have a great weekend ahead. It's a pleasure, Marcus. Thanks and uh, you too. Bye now. Bye. The Sports Entrepreneurs by Marcus Lure Podcasts are a collection of interviews and stories. All content in this podcast is the copyright of Marcus Lure. Reproduction and distribution of the presentation without written permission of the owner is prohibited. All rights reserved.